The Jad Spotlight, episode number 12. Hey Jets fans and music lovers and welcome to this 12th episode of the Jad Spotlight podcast. I'm your host, Yanni Lunga from thejetspotlet.com and I want to thank you for being with me today. In this episode, there is so much value, so much, so many great things that we talked about with the guest, who is another Steve. Just like in episode 11, last week I had Steve Nixon who shared his story and the story of freejetslessons.com. And today we have another Steve, Steve Pelferman, an artistpreneur, who works closely to artists, he's an artist himself. He works very closely with artists pretty much from all over the world, people in the music industry and creative professionals. And he's going to tell us how to build and grow an active online audience for music. So especially if you're a musician, but not only, this episode is filled with value. And like always, I just want to give you a quick, quick reminder that you can sign up for the Jet Spotlight podcast on iTunes if you go to thejetspotlight.com slash show or for Stitcher if you're using Stitcher and go to thejetspotlight.com slash Stitcher. You can get there all the episodes of the podcast, which is also available on the website, thejetspotlight.com slash podcast. And if you like what I do with the Jet Spotlight if you want to have more more resources, more, t- more tools, more advice, and special exclusive content that I share only with my as newsletter subscribers, you can subscribe to the Jet Spotlight newsletter. If you go to thejetspotlight.com slash toolbox, you can sign up for the weekly updates, get a free ebook that talks about online promotion and Really, just thank you if you do, and just send me an email at info at thejetspotlight.com to to give me a shout-out or just to say hello. I will be more than glad to hear from you. Back to this episode now. So this is the 12th episode, and like always, you find all the resources and links that we talked about on the episode at thejetspotlight.com slash episode 12. Here is Steve Pelferman with how to build and grow an active online audience for your music. Enjoy! Hey everybody, what's up? Yanni Lunga here and welcome to this new episode of the Jazz Spotlight Podcast. I'm super excited today because today we talk about something that everyone needs if you're in the music industry, especially, especially if you're a, a performer, because today we're going to talk about online audience and you know how to build an online audience and how to grow an online audience and we have a great guest here and I'm very excited about this episode you know I got to know this this guest online actually on Twitter we started following each other and when I when I looked at what he does I I was really thinking like I have to have him on the show it's with great pleasure that I introduce Steve Pelfreyman. Hey, Steve, how are you today? Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, my pleasure, Steve, my pleasure. So to, to all those who are listening, I just to give you an idea of what Steve does, his Twitter profile reads like this, artistpreneur, 
helping musicians and creative professionals entertain their global audience to get ahead in business and life. How cool is that? Steve, you have to tell us, what is it that you do? What's your business? Well, it all started out because I'm a musician myself. I, I decided that I wanted to help more musicians um, with the little part that they didn't understand so much that I just happened to enjoy, which was marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was you know, after spending years working on different areas of the music industry from trying to get a festival off the ground to managing artists and trying to get them off the ground and working on a TV series and um, countless other things. I was just over a year ago, I actually stopped everything um, except for my band, of course, (laughs) and, and started doing this full time where I'm basically working with um, bands and solo artists and helping them to work on their things like their release strategies or how to um, create an engaging presence online and basically how they can turn what they love into a career. Um, and accidentally through that, I discovered all these people who are um, creative in some ways who also want to build their own businesses. And I now work with quite a few people in different areas of, of the creative industries, um, from artists to audio engineers to dance studios and, and more. And I help them with similar things that actually help the bands and the um, and the solo performers with. So it's a lot, a lot all around marketing and um, and career building strategies. That's so cool. And you are based in Melbourne. And do do you work mainly with uh, Australian artists, or you also have you know clients who are from, for example, Europe or the States or Asia? Um, yeah. It's a good question, actually, because initially I thought most people would be from my own network here in Melbourne, but what turns out I actually work with a lot more people interstate in Australia, um, and that's very quickly grown to play um, to people in America, first person in Canada, and um, and a couple of people in Europe as well. So the the joys of the internet, like we're speaking here right now, we can it means uh, you can work with anybody from anywhere in the world. Yeah, that's very true. And, and you know, I, it's actually very cool to think that, you know, right now I'm talking with you and we are like thousands of, of miles apart. And yeah, it's it's really cool. And, you know, I'm looking at your website right now for those who are listening, Steve, pelfreman.com and pelfreman is spelled P-A-L-F-R-E-Y-M-A-N, pelfreman, stevepelfreman.com. And you have you have like obviously your your business one can get a a free session a free strategy session with you which i think it's very it's very cool you talk about yourself and you also have some ebooks and that's that's what i want want to go more into details because you have a couple of ebooks that talks that talk about one talks about simple strategies to grow a fan base today so that's definitely something that we're going to talk about in this episode and another one talk about mistakes the three mistakes every band makes and how to easily avoid them and this is a question that i have to ask you because you are very active online especially on twitter you have over 12000 followers your your profile is really active and people are really engaged with you so obviously you see a lot of 
of website, a lot of social media uh, profiles and what's not. And I have to ask you, what are the mistakes bands make? What are the, the biggest no-nos that you see uh, bands, artists making online really often? Mm, absolutely. Um, so I'd probably actually like to talk about a mistake that isn't in my ebook because you mentioned online. Um, and the biggest one is not being able to accurately showcase their story and, and entice their audience. And what I see, what I see a lot of, and, and I've been, as, a, as an artist, I've definitely been guilty of it before. Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to forget that everything that you're putting out is for somebody. And what I see a lot of is people going, I want to share this, or this is me. And they're showcasing their story, but they're not thinking about what people want. Um, and that the easiest way to, to sit there and go, why aren't I growing an audience is because you're not giving people what they want. Now, don't get me wrong here because I'm certainly not saying that you need to change what you do, you know, just be, just to, just to suit other people. That's not it at all. Mm -hmm. There's this, um, I get, in fact, I can probably give you a little, a little strategy to, to use to start thinking about um, because I actually segment um, this type of marketing in, in, in this particular way. And the first step is to define who you are as an artist or, you know, for, for those of you listening who are at something, some other areas of the creative industries, you define who you are, who you are, and what your story is. The clearer you can get on that, the more easy it's going to be to showcase that online and face to face. Now, the second thing is to get absolutely crystal clear on who you're trying to reach, and you want to get so clear on that as just thinking of that person online as uh, one person that you're talking to, mm -hmm. um, almost as if. You know, in the same way we're sitting here right now and I, I know who I am and why I'm here talking to you and what I'm talking about and you know, um, and I know what you're about as well. Mm -hmm. So everything I'm going to give you is going to be relevant to you and your listener um, and that's marketing. This, this personal conversation here isn't really any different from a conversation that happens as a tweet to whether it's one person or 10,000 people, it's the same kind of idea. You have to know who you are first, who you're trying to communicate to, and then the final ingredient is to find a way that you can connect the dot or to build that relationship. Now, on, right here, it's the information that I'm giving you that's going to assist your listeners. Online, it's about providing great content that's going to be targeted and engaging for the people you're trying to reach. So to sum that up, all, it all comes down to um, giving great content and showcasing who you are as an artist and who you are as a brand, uh, but making sure it's really relevant to your listener, so putting your listeners first and you second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. And I actually agree with you. And, and I think that, uh, for example, when you talk about content to share, I think it's something that I see, especially on Twitter, when there are, uh, for example, musicians who are mainly tweeting about, check out my website, and there is the link, check out my website, and there is the link, and it's like basically the same tweet over and over and over again, and you know, it's like, yeah, 
one can check it maybe one time, but you know, if one then checks your profile after a few hours or a few days and one sees that, okay, this is the only thing you, you, you provide, it feels like that you're the only thing you're about. So, you know, people are less likely to share that kind of content because, as you said, put your audience first and put yourself after that. It In this case, it doesn't really sound like you're putting your audience first if you just say, check my new website, check my new website all and all and all over again. I like it, but I have to ask you because I think that, you know, especially for artists who are starting out, they want, when it comes, for example, to Twitter uh, or social media in general, they just focus on the numbers, you know, like I want to have, I don't know, uh, 5,000 followers, uh, 10,000 followers, so everyone is welcome, everyone who follows me, it's more than welcome. How can you, how can you, you know, select who you want to target? Because you, you, that was the first point that you talked about, so about, you know, thinking who, like who, who, who's your target audience, so how do you do that? For example, on Twitter, you can do it with lists in a way that help a, a little bit, but more at a kind of deeper level in in your mind, in a way. How can artists do that? Absolutely. So the first thing to ask yourself as an artist is, who is interested in the sorts of music that I play, in the sort of band or artist that I am? Who's Really specifically, who's going to be interested in that? And I like to think about this idea of the ideal fan. And I guarantee any artist can, can probably pick one person that they know who, um, you know, in, in some groups would be called a super fan, the sort of person that's going to come to every show and um, they're going to tell their friends about how amazing the new record is. And all that person wants is to feel a part of everything and they want to. They want to be out there sharing the journey and they, and they in turn will help promote you. Now, a, a great super fan also attracts other super fans. You look at the way that, um, that tribes form in, in so many different ways. And it's always based around, you know, starting with one person jumping out there and then others following. So the first thing to do is identify who your super fan is. Um, and, you know, yes, you can think about someone specific just to get an idea about the things that interest them and um, how you can keep engaging them and the sorts of things they're interested in. But then you, then you bring that back to a more general context and you think about how that type of person um, exists in the world, where they are, and what, they're, what it is about you that they're interested in. The thing that's important second in fact, more important than knowing who your target market is, is how to nurture that fan. And you look at any great, um, any great online marketer, for example, they don't push their products on you. They don't sit there and go, come and look at my website. They don't go buy my book, <laughs> you know, like it's really easy to do for an artist to go buy my CD. They don't do any of that. They go, hey, here's something cool that I know you would like. Hey, here's something else cool. Um, they're speaking to a particular audience in a way that's on the same level and they're giving them what they want. And that's, that's the key. So that's a little bit of a roundabout way of saying it, but I, I guess I, 
I, I think the idea of a, you know, the traditional idea of a target market is, is old, it's done. I think the way to think now is who are you talking to? Who is that person that you're having a conversation to? Who is that person that you're trying to build a relationship with? And then, then actually looking at what it is about them that makes them interested in you, that makes them want to keep connecting with you. Why do they come to every show? You want to understand as much as you can about that one person so that you can then drive, grow a tribe of more of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you, you, it's interesting that you mentioned the term superfan because it's a term that popped up before on the podcast. On episode two, we had Bob Yuzinski and we talked about online promotion and social media promotion. And he also talked about the difference between a fan and a superfan because he was saying that one of the mistakes bands and artists make online is the you know kind of focusing on the number so the example i made earlier yeah i want to reach 5000 twitter followers and not focusing on the on the super fan so you know it's better maybe to have 100 super fans that are going to be really engaged and active you know in sharing your your content and all these kind of things than having 5000 followers who are just you know not not interacting at all with you and i'm sure that the term superfan and like this duopoly between superfan and and fans is going to pop up again in this episode let's shall we get started and talk about online audience because that's really I, I, i'm sure it's something that you really talk about really often and write about often on your blog and and like obviously in your business how how can one build an active online audience, you know, to showcase the music. We started to to talk about the mistakes, and we talked about the ideal audience and the importance of giving them what they want. Great content to share, to put the audience first. So that's the we have those those first steps, and then how do you do you continue from there? Mm. Cool. That's a great place to lead on to. Um, because the where well, I wanted to head to expand on this idea of uh, I guess who your ideal fan is is to think about um, I guess the thing that's most important with attracting these fans online is how you engage them. So um, the, that's kind of the fundamental thing that I always mention um, when I run trainings and and with my with my premium clients, we look at how we can engage these people how we can actually make them a part of our journey. So that is the first step to nail. And to remember that anything I say here um, must be surrounded by you having the intention of engaging with these new, these new um, fans or, or your new audience. <laughs> That's a really, really important thing to remember because, yeah, as, as you say, the numbers, numbers, can be attractive in the very short term to industry and media. And a lot of what I, um, I guess I talk about is how to get, yes, you want to grow a fan base for the end goal of attracting more people, um, not just fans, but also industry and media around you. Mm-hmm. Numbers are important, but the thing that's more important is how much engagement you're getting. Yeah, And that's something that, um, I'm, I'm straying a little bit here before I go into the, the next strategy part just because this stuff is so important um, and people miss it. Um, big mistake that we make is striving for 
um, you know, the followers or the likes on a Facebook page, for example. Uh, but the number that's important is how many people are actually coming through your page, the retweets you get, the favorites you get, the clicks on links that you get, the responses that you get. They're the numbers and industry and media are now clued on. You know, a couple of years ago, they would have been more likely to pay attention to how many people like a page. But now they know it's not just about that. They want to see the insights into how you're growing your audience, your fan base. And then they want to see that transition into people coming along to shows or buying records. Yeah. And this all comes from one thing, and that's engagement. It's great content that engages with people. Yeah, and sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but I would say that in a way, now of course numbers are still matter. But from what you you just told us, one can understand that, yeah, number matters, but the focus is not on the number of people, but more of the, like number of retweets and share and the, you know the level of engagement. Like I think you said it perfectly. You know, like how the, in a way the, we, I think we can say that the level of a profile so if it's a profile that really engages people that people are really active or if it's something that you know has has thousands of followers for whatever reason but then there isn't much engagement i like that and and i totally agree with you Mm, yeah absolutely um and yeah look if if that part's nailed you know as far as how you're producing your content how you're engaging with people then you can implement a growth strategy. Mm-hmm. So um, I, w- I actually separate social media into into three things. Um, and the first thing is the content strategy, which we've talked about a bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing is the growth strategy. And the last thing is the analysis. Just so you can look and see what you're doing. And so you can go back to the contents. You can go back to the step one and, and keep improving everything. Um, but so in terms of the growth strategy, you know, once everything's going well online, you want to, you do want to drive more people there. So the first thing to ask yourself is what am I trying to achieve right now? And you've got to pick one specific goal so that you can analyze it at the end because jumping on, jumping on the social media and posting a bunch of things at the end, you know, each day and going, ah, oh, cool. We're really active. Isn't going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and also going, well, I'm just going to click pay for a promote my Facebook page to boost my likes. Isn't going to get you anywhere. But if you went uh, or if you came to me and said, hey, um, we're running, I'm just going to make something up on the fly here. You might say, hey, I'm running a, an event um, in three weeks time in this particular city and I need to drive more people to this event. We're going to have bands and we're going to have all this stuff and it's going to be great. How do I get more people there? Then you've got a really great way to set one clear goal, which is let's get more people on through our social media pages to get them to this show. You've got now got a clear strategy and then you can either, maybe you'll do some targeted ads, maybe you'll do... Um, a really cool video series that comes out over a few weeks um, to promote it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll look for people in a particular area on Twitter. Any of those things are likely to draw traffic to the place that you want them to go to, um, which, event, which for that particular thing might be a ticket registration page. So you see how I'm sort of painting out a, a you know a pretty random example of 
of a strategy that would that would end up growing a growing a fan base online to achieve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, now, something similar could exist for a band playing a gig, or if there was a new album out. It's all about it's all about working out what you want to achieve and then setting a goal. Once you set that goal, then you can then come up with some ways to actually drive um, drive traffic or or discover new people. Um, and and then turn that into a, um, I guess a result rather than just a number. Mm-hmm. No, I I agree, and I think it's really important, like you said, to to really break down and you know to think in terms of one goal at the time and and step by step because obviously we we might have uh, several goals, but then like you said, it's not because one po- uh, posts or tweets all the time that means that one is active because maybe it's not achieving that one goal that you know one had in the back of their mind. So I really like this point. And in a way, it resonates a bit with what I talked about on episode 10. I had a solo session where I talked about what I called a 10-step strategy for an almost automatic online music promotion funnel. And the uh, the way I think these are really connected is like that, you know, the strategy is is something that, you know, it, it's not thought and planned out immediately, but it's it's a process. So like every prof, process has a, a beginning and then there's the middle and the end. So I think that what you said, the example you, you made, I, th- I actually thought it was a very cool example because it was very a very simple example, but it's something that many artists can it's something that happens all the time for example artists want to promote their upcoming tour so they just tweet about it but they don't really have a goal in mind so like you said to you know yeah obviously if they tweet about it it's because they want people to go to their shows but it's not as effective as it might be if they would do like you just said for example you know to break it down and and think okay this is exactly what we want to do and this is how we're gonna do it and then you know they can measure their results i, I like it i like it and and do you have some other advice on, on this point yeah well based on what you've just said there with the with the touring thing i think that's probably quite relevant um i can actually give you a, a real life example um as far as something that that uh, i worked on just when i was just starting this business actually um, and it was, it was based on exactly what you're saying. I was seeing bands, you know, going out there, they're going on tour and they're, they're going, come to the show, come to the show, come to the show, come to the show. They're not providing value. They're just going, come to the show. <laughs> um, and so the, one of the first artists I, I was, I was working with, um, the thing that, the, that was big on my mind at that time was, one providing value, but two putting in a clear strategy. So, what we what we worked out as far as what the artist was going to do was it was basically there ready to chat to everybody that came through because we had a Twitter based strategy and we wanted to grow a big fan base on Twitter um, into the areas that he was going to play at. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we did was he had his content, great content going, and yes, there were posts that were come to the show but they were surrounded by lots of other great content. So it just came across as a very natural thing. He was also on there ready to chat with all his new followers that we were generating for him. And there's a real, real people every day coming through his account who were 
very highly targeted. We were looking for followers interested in particular things and yes, this is something that's quite doable for anybody. You can actually, I'll give you a little strategy in a minute about how you can grow an audience on Twitter. Um, but just to finish this example, we were looking at people in particular areas with interests who were interested in similar types of music to him. And he was on there just literally going, I was getting him all the people coming through and he's going, hey, how's it going? Here's a picture of us on tour. Ah, oh, you're, in, you're in town. We'll be there next week. Come along to the show. And what actually happened was people came along. These are strangers that met him on Twitter days before. People were coming along, buying albums. He got a he got booked on a on a festival um, by a festival promoter. Actually, hadn't heard of him before. Came along and saw him, booked him. He got a free day of studio time, and this was all because of two things. One, we had a growth strategy to find the right people, and two, he was there building relationships and throwing out great content. And that was that was joining the two sides together. Um, and he had an end goal which was draw people to his shows. That's very cool. That's very cool, Steve. It's a very nice example. And thank you for providing this much value to, to the show. It's very, it's very cool what you're talking about. I'm sure many people are, will appreciate this episode like all, over and over again. <laughs> I hope so. Um, and yeah, like, just like an artist should be, everything that I do is based around providing value, which is, um, you know, which is why you can jump onto my website and, and spend some time with me for free. It's, it's why if somebody calls me during the day, I'll pick up the phone and have a chat. Um, and an artist needs to think about their business. <laughs> I say that term very loosely because artists hate the word business, but their business or their career as in a similar way to, you know, the way I treat this. In fact, I treat my band the same sort of way. I'm, um, every day I'm thinking about you know, our next release and how we can actually provide value to people. You know, I don't, I don't care how many people buy the record. I just want to know that the people are getting value out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and if they do, they will invest bigger over a longer period of time. Um, now, in, in terms of providing more value to, to you and your listeners right now, I'll, I'll give you my little... Um, my little Twitter strategy that anybody can start doing right now. And it's um, one of the reasons why I have um, such an engaged audience on my, on my page. Um, and it's this little idea of following somebody's slipstream. Um, in my ebook, I talk about it quite briefly. I think I call it following somebody's footsteps or something like that. But it's the idea that a lot of people have done in marketing previously it's riding on the I think there's that term riding on the coattails of something now the the idea here um, uh, and why it works so well on Twitter is because there's so many active people that you can connect with in an instance and they don't find it weird or strange because people love finding strangers on Twitter um, I love meeting you it was great <laughs> Um, it was an accident because it was a part of my, my growth strategy for growing my, my audience, but it's proof that it's really easy to connect with like-minded people um, on a daily basis. And I'm, I'm chatting with new people every day and, my, and the same with my band. Mm -hmm. um, we're chatting with new people every day because we've got a growth strategy in place. Um, now, the way to get the first step 
or the easy way just to get started with this is to look for one um, artist or profile that would have the exact audience that you're trying to get in front of. And for artists that are more used to playing shows rather than marketing online, I like it. I liken it to a support slot. You think about, you know, the perfect band who's a step ahead of you, who you who you would love to love to support, um, so that you can get in front of their audience, or it may be even it's a it's a festival or a venue you want to play at, so that you can get in front of an audience that's established. It's the same idea online. You think it and, it, and it doesn't have to be a band. It could be, um, yeah, it could be a venue or it could be a festival, wherever it is that has your audience. Jump over, have a look at their followers, and start following some of the people that look like they might be interested in what you do. And you'll probably quickly see that a lot of you know, if you read down their bios, you'll go, "Oh, this person looks pretty interesting. They they like a sim, you know, they like this particular type of jazz. Well, that's the type of jazz we are." I'll give them a follow and maybe even say hello, especially if, if they follow back. Um, and what you'll find is this idea of the reciprocity um, rule coming into play here, where a large portion of people who are interested in what you do, they're going to give you a follow back. And then you can, in order, and so that, I mean, that's your first step to growing, growing the interest. You're getting, you've got it in front of somebody. They've said, hey, yeah, cool, okay, you seem interesting. The doorway to conversation is now open and you can start the engagement phase, the building the relationship phase, which is the, hey, how's it going? I noticed you love this sort of music. Um, hope you don't mind me following. Would, uh, by the way, your, your Tumblr blog is so cool. And you can start talking about them and building the relationship. And this is step one. Just, you know, I guess it's almost sowing the seed for somebody who may become that ideal fan. Um, if they don't, it doesn't matter because you, you're growing genuine interactions with brand new people who have not heard of you before. Just about ticking every box in, in terms of um, growth strategy. Yes, you're getting in front of new people. Yes, they're targeted to what you, um, what you do. Yes, you can talk to them instantly to provide value straight away. That's why I love Twitter so much, um, because artists can connect with new people every day who are genuinely interested in what they do. Um, and it just comes down to going, look, you know what? I'm going to follow some people today who look like they might be interested in what I do, because it's kind of the, you know, it's the same as playing a show and walking through the crowd, and you know, somebody comes up to you for a chat, you have a little bit of a trap chat, even if they're a complete stranger. It's about having that that social element off stage and online as well. Yeah, that's tr that's true, and I actually like it. That it's it's something that I I do as well. Not maybe on a daily basis, but very often that you know I look for profiles that I follow that somehow I can relate to, and I check their their follow following. And I think that it especially when when you want to you know to connect with for example, uh, music venues or festivals or even, uh, you know, world-renowned artists, you know, established names. I think what you said, it's even more important because all those people get hundreds and, and hundreds of fol followers every day or every week. And I think that if you want to, you know, kind of 
stand out from the crowd. That's the, the that's the way to do to to go for what you said and this spontaneous interaction and for example if you follow them and they follow back say thank you you know pay a compliment or or share a useful resource that's actually something that I do with everyone who's following me on Twitter I always personally thank every single one of them and and share a link or to a to a free ebook that I have or to the podcast or to some article that I think can can you know they can benefit from so I really agree with you and I think it's something that that people should talk about more often and especially artists because I think that sometimes the issue with Twitter is like that and this I think it's especially for artists or at least what I have seen so far is that they just think of Twitter as a tool so as a hammer for example and they just you know just pound it pound it repeating the same message and they don't expand their view so they they're not using Twitter as a networking tool really but more like a like if basically they use Twitter the same way they would use posters flyers and post-its they will just go around and, and put in the same message all over again in a way and we talk about about Twitter. We haven't talked much about websites. I quickly would like to ask you about websites because I think that websites is, is, are still the, the core, the base of an online promotion strategy because on episode two, Bob Yuzinski talked about the importance of having a website, especially because of the unpredictability of social media that in a way you never know why it might happen. So on a how how do you think artists and people in the music industry and creative people can leverage their website to you know to build relations how how do you think they can do that um yeah that's, that's such a great point to raise and and part of the reason why with the i guess with the unpredictability um it actually it actually comes down to the fact that you know you're the posters and flyers that you're talking about is advertising. And, the, you know, the problem in the social media is, you know, artists will see that as a form of advertising when really it's a social media. It's a way of drawing connections with people. That's why it works so well. However, it doesn't convert as well as what something like an email list would. Um, and it doesn't appear as professional as, you know, bandname.com. It's, it's the great, and the, at the end of the day, there has to be some end goal and you know, getting someone to follow you and having a conversation on Twitter is a great thing, but once again, you're not getting them, you're not getting them anywhere. So the website, in my, in my eyes, plays an important part for two roles. Um, one, it should be the place that you actually want to send your new traffic and your, your new fans to. That should be. For the for the most part, as a, I mean, there's sometimes a different strategy, but if you just want to put one, one clear strategy in place, it's draw your social media traffic onto your website, and then provide them value. The best way you can do that, straight up, is use a use a tactic um, that we've all seen and we've all used. We've all jumped onto a website before and go gone, wow, that looks really cool. I totally want that. Yeah, I'll put my email address in. No worries. These guys look great. 
it's a straw man. You'll see it on my website. I've got these eBooks there. Um, they're not there for free. They're there for an email address. And that's for, that's for two reasons. One, and a band should use these, keep this in mind. Any, any band or any, any person trying to market themselves online should keep this in mind. Um, two reasons why I ask for an email address. One is there's a hell of a lot more I can give somebody who's interested in that ebook, um, free stuff, um, and more stuff that I can give, um, you know, at a premium as well. Um, but there is a hell of a lot more that I can do to grow that relationship and to give that person value. So if somebody gets an ebook, they can get a lot more from me too, um, that I know they'll benefit from. So that's a really important part. It's I, I need to be able to keep contacting that person and to give them more stuff. And if they don't want it, that's cool. That's fine. But, you know, you know 99% of the time they do. Mm-hmm. And artists should think about that in the same way. Um, and the second part too is it's getting somebody to complete a transaction. Giving an email address is much better than giving a song away for absolutely nothing. Um, people are going to place a higher value on it because they do. We place a high value on our privacy. We're sick of internet spam, email spam, and so you're actually getting somebody to transact with you, which will help you just sell to them down the track. As an artist, we forget that we do need to sell, and um, I use that term very loosely because I know I've said I, you know, it's it's awful when bands are going buy my album, buy my album. I hate that stuff. But there is a time and a place to go hey, I'm an artist, would you like to help me out? And if you do it in the right way, people will. This is why um, crowdfunding's worked so well because um, the clever people who have done it right have found a way to give huge amounts of value in return for an investment much greater than an album. So the thing here is I think an artist, if if there is zero strategy in place, the strategy to put in place is on the website, in the top fold, so as soon as somebody lands on your page, um, whatever's on there at the moment, as long as it showcases your brand, that's great. And then there should be something that's, hey, get a free song or get this free video series or um, check out our, you know, our B-side of our upcoming release. Enter your email address and and give give somebody something in return in exchange for an email, <laughs> and then. The next part, which um, you probably talked about in your automation stuff, I'm, I'm, I must listen to it, um, but you, I'm, I assume you're talking about then giving them something else and then giving them something else and building that relationship through value. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, that's, that should be the goal is, is grabbing somebody, giving them value and then building that relationship and strengthening the connection so that when it does come time for you to go, hey, here's our new album, please help us on crowdfunding or whatever, somebody's more likely to do it because you've, you've built trust with them. Um, I think that's a, that's a really often overlooked thing about a website. I think that's really important, really useful. But aside from that, the other core thing is nailing the brand and nailing who you are so that when somebody does come across your website, they feel comfortable and engaged. Um, I was you know, literally an hour ago talking, talking to one of my artists about how they want somebody, to, how they want their site to look and feel and how they want their audience to feel when they come across their page. And that's, that's something we forget is how important 
um, the way that your, your site looks and behaves um, is really, really important to showcase. So you can showcase yourself as an artist to draw, once again, draw um, these new fans in. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I, I was about to, to mention the point that you talked about, about the, you know, providing something so it can be an ebook, it can be a free song. And actually, my extra tip, in a way, if I can add ingredient to the great things you have, you have just said, mm. is to surprise them. So, for example, that's something I do on the Jet Spotlight. If you go to the jetspotlight.com slash toolbox, you can sign up to, for the newsletter and you get the ebook I mentioned, but there is actually a surprise because when you sign up, you get an additional content. I'm not gonna tell you, sorry, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna reveal what it is, but basically you get another, um, another <laughs> content. So I think that this is something that artists or any, anyone with a newsletter could, could think about. It can be, for example, if you're giving a free song and you say get your friends free song people put their email in your thank you email here is your free song there could be some additional for example and and hey here's the the you know the our a premiere of, of our video release or or something like that or for example an additional report or some kind of of things like that that you know people will the first impact they will have from you is like hey you know, I just signed up because I wanted to get this song or this ebook, and hey, look what I got in return. I got additional resources or additional value. So I think it's something that, you know, if you can surprise people, in a way they are more, more likely to be, you know, kind of feel to feel at ease. And like, because I think you you got a very good point also when you talked about, you know, we, we get flooded by emails and, and also spams and all this kind of thing. So I think it's, you know, if you can make a, you know, good first impression, then it's, it's, it's easier in a way to, you know, the, the, the way to build a relationship is paved in a more solid way, in a way and do you have some other tip for us when we talk about we have talked about so many so many great things and about how to build an audience online and how to grow an audience do you have a final tip for all those who are listening maybe they are artists or festival directors they have their own music venue they are booking agents what special tip or final tip would you have for them final tip I reckon it's 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 actually gonna. It, in fact, to some people, it might it might seem a little bit obvious. To others, not. But if you delve deeply into it and you ask yourself, "Do I do this?" I reckon most people will say, "No, I I definitely didn't." And it was sim- as simple as having a plan. I know about. I know I've talked about um, making sure that there's a you know a bit of a strategy with what you do and a bit of a goal and that sort of thing. Um, in the grand scheme of things, there should always be a strong plan in place. And that's something that, that it's really easy to miss as an artist. It's the easiest way to miss a deadline. It's the easiest way to get to the end of the year and go, why didn't I get booked on that festival? It's the easiest way to get um, five years from now and go, why hasn't my music got anywhere? The artists that get somewhere either have somebody to help them plan or they're really, really on the money and they and, and they 
you know, they can do it themselves. But um, I, I talk about this a little bit in, in, in one of the e-books when I'm talking about releasing without rationale. And it, I see it all the time when an artist will, in fact, it happens to me literally every day. Um, I'm having a conversation with somebody on Twitter and they go and I go, how's the music going? They go, cool, just put out a new release. Thinking about marketing it now. I'm like, it's old news, buddy. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> you, you need to have a plan for your next thing. You need to have something. You need to have something happening next. And you need to know what it is. The more specific you can get on what that plan is, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the easiest way to do this, um, I I call it uh, the future back method. And you want to set a period in period of time in the future. Look at it. Um, it could be six months, it could be three months, it could be 12. But just based on where you're at right now and you want to pick, look at that moment and go, right, what's that looking like? Great, I want to get, I want to get booked on this tour or this festival or I want, I want um, to get taken on board by this manager. Whatever that goal is, then trace back each month and look at everything that needs to happen each month in reverse in order for that goal to come, become an actual reality. Um, let's just say it's three months from now and you're putting out a single, then you, you, by, doing, by looking forward what that goal is, taking a step back a month from then and going, well, I need to start my publicity then, which means I need to have my video clip done a month before that, which means right now I need to book my show and really my goal is off track and it's going to blow out. So I should be looking forward to six months ahead. Mm-hmm. Let's move the goal ahead and let's make sure we nail every little thing, even down to the point of having something, you know, knowing what you need to do each week so that you can get to that goal. The best way to set that goal is, um, is by using smart goal setting. And this is one of the most useful things that I've found personally setting smart goals for just about everything I do because mm-hmm. you want to make sure that every goal you set is really specific. You want to sh- make sure it's measurable, it's achievable, it's relevant, and that it's time-bound. Now, if, if you do all of those things, it's going to mean that the, the, the goal is you can basically get to that, the analysis stage that I mentioned before and you can make sure that you're on track, you're not on track, and you can understand why so you can improve next time. So setting smart goals within all of your planning will help hugely. And the second, this, the last thing I'll add to that is um, it's really easy to get to that goal and go, oh, great, wow, you know, that was such a great release. That went so well. What are we doing now? <laughs> Having the follow-up, a plan for the follow-up is almost as important as the plan for what you're looking at right now. Um, in fact, a plan for the follow-up to the follow-up is almost more important. <laughs> so I would say that's the, that's the biggest thing that, a, that, a, that um, an artist can benefit from is getting more specific on the way that they plan and goal set around what they're doing. The more specific, the better in just about anything you do with your career, whether it's marketing Whatever it is, the more specific, the better. And in that, my final note is I've mentioned a lot of things here today. Um, and it's there's one thing that I notice with the people that do really well from um, in their careers and the people that don't. The ones that pick something and take action now are the ones that get results. Mm-hmm. You, 
You don't have to do everything at once. And all of these things I've mentioned, none of them will be a perfect fit for everybody. And if you try and do all of them right now, you're probably not going to get the results that you want. I would say to any um, to yourself, any of your listeners right here, pick one thing that you like. Go and try it out. And in a few days, maybe even send me an email and let me know how it went. Um, love to give you feedback on it. But take action on one thing. If that worked, cool. You can chuck in another. You can chuck in another if you want. You can do all of them down the track if you want. But right now, just pick your favorite one and try something out. Because if you try one thing, uh, your numbers will go up. Man, Steve, thank you so much. This is very precious advice. And I think... It it's really I was I was really listening to you. You know I was super focused. I, I was just staring at at my screen. I was really like, wow, you are so right. And it's something that sometimes we all think that yeah, but we in a way we have a goal. Like you know, like the example of come to my show to come to my show. Of course we have a goal. But if we if we think for a moment about what you said, it's really 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 important. And I think. Also, the good thing about this thinking about the future and uh, setting goals for for the future, I think it it also really helps you to see where where you're going if you're actually making progress or not. And it's you know it's like the come to my show, come to my show. If that's your focus for you, it's gonna be fine because you think that yeah, I just have to put my message out, but. If if we if we do like you suggested to think about the future, then we can really see like ah, okay where am I now after a month since I've started or after a week since I've started you know my journey toward that goal. How have things turned out so far? Is are things going the way I want? And if not, why? And and you can you know you can look look at the at the kind of analytics of of what you're doing. So thank you so much for for sharing these tips and all the great things you talked about. And actually, for those who are listening, if you go to stevepelfreman.com, I will have also the the link to, to his website and all the great things we talked about on the show notes. You can you can learn more about what Steve does and you can actually get the ebooks for for you know about some of the things we talked about about mistakes bands make and more on the on how to grow a fan base and you can also uh, schedule a session with Steve so you can talk about your own specific case and you know how you the strategy you have in place and Steve what are your plans for the summer summer just started what are your plans do you have something interesting coming up that you would like to share with us um well it's actually it's it's the winter here, so <laughs> um, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in big planning mode. I'm. I'm off speaking at some events that are coming up and working on some more products to help artists and that sort of thing. Um, look, at the end of the day, there's it's a watch this space type of thing. There's a there's a lot going on, and there's going to be some really really cool stuff that I'll be chucking out online over the over the rest of the year. There'll be some webinars I'll be running. There'll be some trainings. And some mastermind groups, and the easiest way to stay on top of that is to, um, you know, either you know jump on top, jump on my mailing list, really, and I'll let you know when all the all the cool stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But um, at the very least, right now, one thing I'd say is, um, while I've got the time, 
reach out to me and have a chat because if I can give you one piece of advice, then that's a piece of advice you wouldn't have had. So please, I'm, I'm another musician who just happens to be great at marketing. So if I can help you with something, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, um, all of you guys out there. So reach out, send me an email. We can have a chat. I, I would, while I've, while I've got the time before I, before I'm out, um, you know, playing too many shows and speaking too often, I, I would love to spend it talking to um, talking to you. That's great. Steve, thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your story and to talking with us, up with us about how to build and grow an active online audience. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and, uh, and good luck with taking action. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, this was Steve Palefreeman from Melbourne, Australia. Steve, if you're listening, thank you once again for being on the show, for sharing your story and for telling us about the right way to build and grow an audience online. Really, thank you so much. And for those who are listening, Steve talked about many great things and I would like to quickly go over a couple of them because I think it's really important the first one I want to talk about, it's a, it's a newsletter. So I've talked about newsletter in the past. I've talked about it on episode 10 in the solo session. I've talked about it in the past with some of the guests. And I think having a newsletter, it's really important. You might remember the reasons why. I like, I think it's a, it's really important. I quickly gonna tell you again, first of all, because it gives you access to people who are interested in what you do and, you know, you can communicate with them. And second, because, you know, if something was to happen to your website or to your social media, for some reason you would get banned or something like that, you would still have your email list, which means that you could easily send an email to all of your followers, to all the subscribers of your of your newsletter, just to say, sorry, uh, my website is having some technical problems. Uh, it will be it will be back up in a week or, or something like this so that they will know. And the second thing I, I want to briefly talk about and that Steve talked about in a great way during the, uh, the interview is Twitter because I'm on Twitter and you can follow me on, if you go to on Twitter and the profile is at chat spotlight, um, I would be more than happy to hear from you. Just give me a shout out, follow me, please. And, and I will be more than happy to see what you're doing and, and give you a shout out. And I think that Twitter, it's, as Steve said, Twitter, it's a tool for, for networking. And sometimes, especially musicians see it only as an advertising tool. So they just, you know, tweet out the same message over and over again. And they don't see it as a tool for, you know, for networking and building relationships. Well, guess what? If you are using Twitter only as an advertising tool, you're really missing out on something. Because, for example, Steve and I connected through Twitter. Uh, we, you know, we 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 started to follow each other. We, you know, we got in touch to to you know to see what we what both of us are doing. Really click it off and and started to talk about about things. And we had the the interview. And you know, this is how everything started through Twitter. We didn't use it only as you know a tool to advertise all the things we are doing, the way the things I'm doing with the Jet Spotlight and the things Steve is doing with his business, 
but we we also use it as a networking tool so you know once uh once started to follow the other you know we got in touch and and then from there we took it from there so if you if you are an artist or if you're in the music industry and you're using twitter only as an advertising tool i'm telling you you are missing out on its potential so i hope this episode convinced you in a way of the potential that twitter has and the you know all the roads that all the doors that twitter can open to you and social media but twitter in in, in particular can open for you so like always i want just to thank you very much for being with me and you know for for giving me shout outs on on social media i see my my like followers every now and then like or paying compliments it's it's always a pleasure and you know if you like the podcast and you 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 know you appreciated all the guests i've had on the podcast why not to leave a review or actually please leave a review you can go to thejetspotlight.com/show and you will be redirected to the iTunes page and i would be more than happy to give you a shout out just write a review and send me an email or a tweet to you know to send me that hey i've i've just posted a review on iTunes and i will be more than happy to thank you personally or actually i would love to thank you personally so please give me a shout out if you if you post a review but even if you don't post a review if you think that the podcast is useful for someone you know just just share the links with them you can share the the link to jetspotlet.com/podcast where there are all the episodes of the jet spotlet podcast that can be listened to or the podcast is also available on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud just whatever is your you know the platform of your choice make sure that if you know someone that can benefit from the things that we've talked about on the podcast so far please just share the link with them and i'm sure they will be you know they will be happy you shared it with them i'm yani lunga and this is the jazz spotlight podcast once again thank you for being with me today for spending this part of your day with me i hope you enjoyed this episode and have a great day